Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening, whatever time zone it is. This episode is sponsored by nobody, because I don't have any sponsors yet, but I'm looking for some and I'm going to have some soon. We have a great episode today. Wes Green, who reached out to the show, gosh, probably a month or two ago when I when he emailed me. We started emailing back and forth and... um you know, it led to him coming on the show in this episode and talking a little bit about his struggle with alcoholism and addiction and uh, just a little bit about himself. I hope you enjoy the episode. Have a great day. Love, respect, peace. You're listening to that Sober Guy Podcast on Recovery Radio. Living one day at a time for a sober, healthy, and happy life. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com. And now, let's start the show. All right, what's going on, That Sober Guy Podcast? We have a great show for you today. Uh, we have Wes Green, who's joined us. Um, Wes, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you doing, Shane? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for coming on the show with us today. Um, uh, so you're you're overseas right now, right, Wes? I am. Yes, I've been uh, deployed from now for just over a month. Where are you originally from, Wes? I'm uh, I'm from San Antonio, Texas. I grew up uh, there for a good portion of my life and moved out just east uh, to a little town on the river called Seguin. And uh, since then, I've been all over the place. I've lived in Germany and Mississippi. I lived. In- in nebraska for about six years and uh, currently stationed in uh mccord field up in just outside of tacoma washington got it got it and so and then you've been out in the middle middle east for uh just over a month how is uh how is that out there man it's actually not bad this time of year the weather's pretty nice uh we're hitting upper 80s uh a lot of sand and uh yeah it's, there's not really a lot of lot anything to look at but uh i'm getting by Sand, sand okay. sandstorms, and uh, that's probably got to be quite the uh, experience compared to back here in the states. I would imagine. Yeah, a little bit. A little um, bit. It it, rain, it did rain once though. Oh, nice! It's like a hundred, uh, yeah, hundred and fifteen degrees and some rain. <laughs> yeah, for like ten <laughs> ten seconds. Ten seconds. That's it. <laughs> that's crazy, dude. Dude, so I think it's kind of a trip. How we, um, you know, we end up talking today. Uh, I know in the previous um, episode, for those who heard it, uh, I'd mentioned Wes in it. Wes kind of reached out to me and just uh, had talked a little bit about him being deployed and him um, uh, starting starting his own support group out there. Uh, and talk a little bit about that, Wes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I've got a, a good home group back in Puyallup, Washington, and uh, there's a lot of support groups out there. You know, I was hitting hitting one just about every day if not two you know and uh and i get out here and there's nothing so uh you know the the alcoholic that i am you know i'm i'm sitting here with with not a lot to do a lot of time on my hands and uh and i just have a lot of time to think so i definitely needed a meeting and and i'm just thankful that uh the people here were supportive in that i talked to the chaplain and uh he was he was on board and and we got it started and uh right now we've got about five people so far but like i said i've been here a month and 
we're in week three of the meeting so far. Dude, that's awesome. That's like, I mean, that, that really, that really saves, um, saves you in a sense, you know, because you're, I know how it is. You could sit there and, uh, especially, um, you know, being so far away from home and not a whole lot to do and staring at sand all day, uh, probably makes your mind, uh, jump around a bit and, and, uh, go, go a little bit stir crazy. Oh, definitely. Um, and you know, even, even once a week, you know, we're only, we only have the meetings once a week and it's still, you know, it's a lot of time to, to yourself and, uh, you know, there's not a lot of entertainment every day. You're at work all day and, and something's slow, but, um, you don't have the other, the other alcoholics and addicts around you, you know, to kind of remind you what you need to be doing. So yeah, it's a, it's really, it's really hard not to get complacent and then, you know, get back into your old ways. So it's it, just that weekly reminder, which it would be nice if we had it more often, but that, uh, that kind of keeps me grounded and, and lets me know, you know, I'm not, I'm not in charge. So, uh, and that's what I need. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure exactly what, what line of work or what field of work you do, but it is, is it a high stress, a uh, high intense job? Well, I mean, it's not really, it is, it is what you make of it. Um, basically I'm in charge, so there's a lot of added pressure in that regard, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a meteorologist. So, you know, my, my, uh, day to day, uh, operations, you know, with, I mean, there is some extra stuff, but, you know, wake up and, and throw out the five day and, and tell me, you know, it's going to be hot and sunny today. <laughs> I've, always, <laughs> I've always thought that was the, the coolest job. Cause like they get paid to be wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah. And we are, we are. <laughs> what are, like, what are the, what are the percentages of, uh, it's, you know, it's like baseball, like a, a good hitter is like 300, you know, that's like a, that's a terrible percentage when you look at it out of a thousand, but, um, well, that's interesting though. I mean, uh, especially out there, what do you just, it's hot today. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be hot today. And, uh, and we may see a, a cloud somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe a sandstorm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, Wes, take, take us back, um, Take us back a little bit to when you started drinking and how that progressed a little bit, if you would. All right. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I grew up in, a, uh, in an alcoholic home and uh, very, very strict religious um, convictions. My grandfather was a, a Baptist preacher, and uh, my mom's parents were... Um, very involved in the church as well. They were, they were in a a band that played gospel music all around the country. And, and so there was a lot of religion and, you know, around me at all times. And, uh, so I was brought up in, in that kind of environment, but my dad was an alcoholic and he still is. So I, it, I was also exposed to that on a regular basis, but, um, I, I kind of stayed away from it because I saw what it did and I knew, you know, there was something not right about it. And I saw the kind of stuff that he did, you know, but, uh, I stayed involved in school and, uh, I made good grades and, but it just always felt like there was something, something that was missing. And, uh, I found it my junior year of high school and that's when I took, I took my first drink and I, and I drank to get drunk. Yeah. There was no, there was no enjoying it for me. It didn't taste good. I didn't like it, but I drank for effect and, uh. You know, it was, it was like this big event for me too. 
you know, went to school and, and bragged about it to my friends and how I got drunk and, you know, it was such an awesome time, which was, it wasn't looking back, you know, I passed out on the floor and my friends drug me to the bathroom, but it was awesome to me, you know, cause it was something I'd never done before. So get that liquor courage. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember too, we, we drank Everclear and Boone's farm wine. Oh, the fuzzy navel. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? Boone's <laughs> strawberry wine or something. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible stuff. Yes. Cheap though. You yeah. Know? That's a headache. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, in, in the, the second time, I think it was like a week later, I drank again, you know, and that was a big event to me too, you know, and, and before long, you know, it was, it was like every weekend and, and then every day and it, and it stopped being an event. It was just everyday life, you know, and there was no more excitement over it. It was just, this is what I do, you know, and I, like I said, I did really well in school and I was in sports. I, was, I played football and baseball and they try, I did everything that I could. And, um, all that stuff started going kind of the wayside. And, uh, I had a full ride scholarship to, uh, Baylor university, really? which isn't cheap. Yeah. And my, no. my family's not, my family's not really well off. So, uh, um, you know, that was a big deal. And, uh, you know, I, I dabbled in, in other areas as well, uh, along with alcohol. I don't really want to get into that too much, but, uh, sure, sure. but, um, you know, I pretty much do anything that was put in front of me. Yeah. You know, I didn't just to, just to take, make me feel like somebody else. And, uh, cause that's ultimately what I wanted to be is somebody else. I was not comfortable with myself. Um, very insecure and uh always wanted to please everyone around me and so you know eventually uh that that a uh, college education seemed less and uh, less and less um for me you know it was no longer attractive i didn't want to go there because i knew i made a smart decision in my mind you know i i knew that if i went to to school i was gonna end up screwing it up and uh, so I didn't go. So you were already kind of and, predetermining uh, the outcome, just because you already thought, "Oh, I'm just, I'm just gonna fuck it up anyway." So I'm just not, I'm not even yeah. gonna pursue it anymore. Yeah. So, so instead of quitting drinking and actually straightening myself out, you know, mm-hmm. I just didn't go. Well, Made sense. Yeah. Then at least, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, I mean, it came down. There was a lot of. A lot of stuff going on at the house too. Me and my my parents were getting into a getting into it pretty rough, and and my dad finally gave me the option, you know, go to the military or uh, or or something. Get out of my house, though. He just wanted me out, and they wanted me out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and they took me down to the recruiter. I had I had long shaggy hair. I uh, just got through hanging out with the buddies and uh, doing doing other stuff, you know. And so, uh, the recruiter knew, you know, he could tell. And, uh, so we had to wait until I actually went in so everything could get out of my system. But, uh, <laughs> sober up a <laughs> but little I scored bit. Really, <laughs> yeah. So, sober up yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I scored bit, really man. high on the ASVAB. 
It's a hard and, test. Uh, huh? I've never, I've never taken it. I have a couple of buddies who've taken it, and it's pretty intense. So I, so I hear. Yeah, and it, I mean, it was right after nine eleven happened and everything. So they were they were getting people in. They were pushing yeah. us through, and and uh, you know, I was just a, another another guy, you know, meeting the quota. So I got in, you know, and and uh, I thought in my mind, you know, that's gonna that'll help, you know, give me away from the breeze because I couldn't stop. I couldn't quit drinking to save my life. I tried. Even after, you know, only a year and a half or, or whatever that I was drinking, you know, it was already, it was already that, that regular. Were, were you trying, that, uh, were you trying like, when you say try, you were waking up some days saying, you know, I'm not going to drink today. And then, you know, later on you you'd find yourself drinking again. Or did you try, did you try support groups? Like how, how did you try to stop and then not be able to? Well, at, at that point, um, my dad had, had quit drinking for, I don't know, about a year or so. He's, he'd been sober. He got a uh, a DUI or something in, in his work, put him through treatment. So he, he ended up staying sober for like a year and a half or something. And he took me to one of his meetings. And I, I just thought it was cool because back then you could still smoke inside. Place. And so I was like sitting there smoking cigarettes. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and then going out and drinking with the buddies right afterwards. Uh-huh. But n- no, I mean, I just I tried to I tried to just not drink anymore. And uh, my dad told me, you know, go go to a party and and have one beer. And I'm like, fine, yeah, I'll do that. I'm sure. And uh, I never could though. Yeah. I never could do it. And uh, I still wanted to hang out with these people that were doing all this stuff, but I didn't want to, you know, I was just trying and I, I try to limit myself so I could still drive and, or function. And, uh, Got it. it was just totally extreme, you know? Yeah. You're like, I'll just but, have, um, I'll just have two beers tonight and I'll be cool. I'll drive everyone home. But we all know that once that, that first or second beer gets in, it's like, okay, boom, it's on now. You know, we're especially at a party yeah. or something, or you're, you're partying with other people. I mean, um, you're going to tend to, to get after it. So anyways, I'm, I'm getting off topic. Go ahead. No, that's cool. And I, and I still owe somebody a mailbox out there, uh, <laughs> by the way. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, I shit. didn't. I wasn't the most responsible driver in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um. So anyway, you know, I, I ended up joining the air force and, uh, went to school in Mississippi and, and I had a vehicle out there. So I was driving my buddies around and, and, uh, they were of age. So, you know, they'd buy me booze for driving them around, you know, and, and it just continued my first assignment in Germany, you know, you get off the plane and you're legal. So obviously that didn't help things. Yeah. And somewhere in all of this, uh, insanity that I'd been, creating i got married you know because uh i got this i got this girl pregnant and decided that was a good idea um and so she came out to germany and and we ended up having another kid because that's exactly what we needed to uh keep the relationship going oh yeah and uh so needless to say my drinking uh my drinking career did not end and uh but the, the marriage did Um, I do, you know, and I'm, I'm blessed. I have two beautiful, very smart kids out of that marriage. And, uh, I was very lucky that, um, I did 
have kids with the person that I did. She's a great mom and a great person. So it could have been a lot worse. You know, I'm, I'm very blessed in that regard. But, uh, you have a boy and a girl anyway, or two girls, two boys. I, I got a, I got a uh, daughter. She'll be 11 in, in January and uh, my son is nine. Oh, that's yeah, great. So, man. so they're close. Boy and a girl. Yeah. They're really close. Yeah. And they're, I mean, they're amazing kids. Uh, very smart, very, um, gifted in, in multiple ways, you know, and I, I couldn't be more thankful for, uh, what, what my ex-wife does for them. She's a great mom. So, uh, I did have a lot of resentments towards her initially, but you know, it boils down to, uh, putting myself in, in the situation that I did and, and things ended up the way they did because of me, you know, um, we ended up, we were married for six and a half years though. Um, and I could go into, I don't know how, but somehow she, she lasted that long. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, there's no way she's, a, she's a lot more patient than I am. Yeah. So that's probably some, some, uh, some times of strife and some ups and downs of the old drinking career on the, we all know that that doesn't, uh, doesn't tend to, well, shit. I mean, you know, too, you grew up with it. I grew up with it. Um, I'm sure we're pretty, uh, we're pretty both in tune to the fact of a dysfunctional, uh, alcoholic family in a sense, you know, and it's, it's definitely not healthy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, but you know, things work out the way they, they do for a reason. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we live now, you know, we're, we're about four miles away from each other. So it's, uh, very, uh, we still have a, a good relationship. She's, she's been remarried, um, now for a couple of years and, uh, she, you know, he's a great guy and, and, uh, I'm very fortunate in that regard as well. And, uh, you know, I'm still, I still go over and, and I can hang out and be somewhat normal. So, yeah. you know, it is, it is what it is. Well, like you said too, it, it works out how it's supposed to. So I think that's a really good point. And it's, it's really cool to see that, that, you know, um, that you're able to take it like that and look at it for what it is like that too, because I think a lot of people would just, you know, a lot of people are, are assholes about it or they just say fuck it and they don't care, you know, so that's, that's pretty yeah. cool. Um, so let's, uh, let, let's talk a little bit. I mean, is there anything, is there anything else that you want to point out actually in your, in your, in when you were still drinking, when you were still in that state of mind? Um, man, it's just, uh, I, I had so many close calls. I, I, I'm, I just hit 12 years in the air force and, uh, you know, I, I got a DUI just before I joined uh-huh. that they, they dropped, they dismissed. And I didn't, you know, I, the only thing I can think of the, there was no punishment. So I'd never really learned a lesson and I just continued to do it. And how I never got another DUI is beyond me. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, it's just amazing. The, the thing, how God has, somehow like spared me all of this extra pain and, and, uh, and, uh, I'm still, I'm still where I'm at and still have a great job. And I'm just very fortunate. How, how much do you use God and, um, you know, your higher power to, to really get you through some of, some of the tough times? Oh man. Um, you know, it's, I, I rely on him quite a bit and uh i'm trying to 
when things are tough, it's a lot easier for me. And I've tried to realize that and, and rely on him even when things are going well. But whenever things are bad, you know, it's like I'm praying like there's a schedule, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I've, I've tried to make it a point, you know, every morning and get down and, and do, uh, you know, third step prayer and uh, and just, you know, pray at night before I go to bed, you know. And and throughout the day, sometimes I need to as well. There's things pop up, but um it's been it's been harder for me, you know, not not having the regular meetings and not having that reminder, you know, that I, hey, I got to I got to pray. Hey, you're not in charge, you know, and it's just tough not having the support groups and the people, the people so conveniently that are like in my phone. Hey, I need, you know, I need to talk yeah. or whatever, you know, there's because uh, you, you lose. You forget how lucky you are to have that kind of stuff until you don't until you don't have it yeah yeah dude that's that's crazy man just uh i mean just talking to you today and just hearing you and um you know just what you just said man dude i'm i'm a i'm a dipshit sometimes because i'm i'm fucking a not i don't appreciate <laughs> shit and it's easy i'm sure you understand you know it's like it's easy like you know when i i get upset or i you know, I, we, we bitch about these little things that are really irrelevant in our lives, you know, and, and the most important thing is just what you said. Like, we're we're so lucky to have all this uh, this support and family and, and uh, you know, friends and stuff, too. And if that's all taken away, like, you know, that's that's something that would be really difficult to deal with. You, uh, you, you Yeah, know, it definitely is. One, one more thing you said that that kind of caught me is that I don't remember exactly what how exactly how you worded it, but. You said that you use God and you use those times um, of of pain and strife. Like, you feel like you do. You feel like you embrace the hard times more and then feel unsatisfied when things are good. And the only reason I ask that is because I really feel like that. Like I do that a lot. Like when it, when shit is bad, um, although I can get like you know I can get stressed out and stuff or or just not feel good about it. But it's it's almost like I. I invite it, like I embrace it when things are bad because I can pray and I can get all I can get all into it and then things are good. I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm just I feel unsatisfied. You know, does that is that kind of what you were saying or was there something more to it than that? No, I I mean uh, kind of yeah, I know I know what you're saying though, man. I thrive in chaos. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't exactly. know why. Yeah, I don't yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. It's like uh I don't know for some reason sometimes I, I think that I you know, subconsciously create it just because just to have something to deal with, you know, and when things are good, especially in my drinking career, you know, when things got good, I was always like something is about to happen. <laughs> I could feel yeah. it, you know, something's coming up and, uh, it, you know, today, you know, stuff, stuff happens today and it's, it sucks but it's not as big of a deal as it used to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't let it. I don't let it get to me. Yeah, it's well because now I think that would it be safe to say that you have some tools to deal with life? Because this is one of the things that I that I talk about often is that you know part of my drinking and my drug using was the fact that I didn't have tools to deal with anything. You know, I I I didn't. Um, that those were my tools. That was the only thing in my tool belt was was booze and uh, you know some some drugs. No matter 
where you know what the situation was. So you take those things out of that out of that uh, situation, and it's just like, you know, what? Well, what do I do? Well, fuck, I got to actually deal with this stuff now. So now, you know, I'm able to deal with it. I have some tools to do it, and just like you said, it's it's really not that big of a deal. Most yeah, exactly. most things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some yeah, things exactly. are exactly. Yeah, there's a there's been quite a few things that I've gone through in the past couple months, you know, that have been pretty big deals, and uh, you know, without without the people around, that I had around me at the time, and uh, without the availability of meetings, I don't I don't know that I'd still be here. Um, things got pretty rough for a while, and I was in a pretty pretty bad spot, you know, and and it took because I didn't I didn't know how to deal with uh, life at all yeah. you know my 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 solution to everything was to drink and once that was gone you know i didn't all these feelings came back i didn't know how to deal with them i didn't know i didn't know how to be happy i didn't know how to be sad i didn't know how to be excited you know none of this stuff it felt weird to me yeah everything and uh you know i can it, it took a while too you know it took a a, a long time and and just to, the depression for me took a while to get out of um, and the awkwardness, the social anxiety, you know, and it was all there and I just didn't know how to do anything. It's, I felt stupid Yeah. in every situation. And, uh, I'm just so fortunate now, you know, and that I can, I can stand in a crowd of people and, you know, whenever it gets that awkward silence, you know, whenever you used to feel all awkward, like everybody was looking at you. Yeah. I don't know if you did it. Yeah. That's how oh, I yeah. felt. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel completely normal. And that was, that was like my moment, you know, I'm standing in this crowd and, and it was the awkward silence. And I'm like, I don't feel, I don't feel weird right now. I was like, well, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, and you feel and normal, it's just a good somewhat feel. normal. Yeah. 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 It's just like one of those little victories in your head. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm just, uh, yeah, man, it took a while for the feelings and everything to be normal to me uh, and that really sounds stupid i'm sure to no, it, people it, who don't know what, it, well, what we're it, talking about yeah because well <laughs> it, just the, the numbing you know what i mean the numbing of feelings like it like you were you were you were describing you know like, like excitement or happiness or you didn't feel any of that because our emotions as a whole are completely numb to, to everything like I, I felt this exact same way like it's you numb everything it, if you're mad you drink if you're happy you drink if you're sad you drink you know if um you drink to celebrate you drink because someone passed away you know what i'm saying like every everything all those like huge emotions going on um in in events and just uh just in life are completely numb to it and then when you stop it's like holy shit like, damn, I can feel, I can feel this. I can feel sadness. I can feel excitement. Like I still have a hard time getting excited for me. That, that's one thing for me. Like I, I, you know, I just, sometimes it's like, I feel like I can't be excited, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. I, um, so you, I mean, you kind of elaborated really, really on, um, you know, how it is, how it is today. And I, I'd like, if you don't mind it, just kind of like what, what is, what is, um, you know, what is life like now, you know, like compared to, compared to the days of, of the doom and gloom and the drinking and stuff, um, you know, what do you do like on a daily, like what, what are some of the tools that you use? What are some of the things that you do to, to kind of help keep your mind right? 
man, it's, you know, and I was thinking about this, I think yesterday or the day before, I don't know, every day, every day over here, we're like, merges together uh-huh. <laughs> but i'm i'm in a completely different place than i was like a year ago or two years ago you know and it's just amazing to me um i work you know i work pretty long shifts at work and and it's boring and, and i can go into that but i'm not going to um <laughs> but you know i've, I've started a I'm, I'm going to school again um, I obviously didn't go to college and get my degree initially, so I'm working on that now, and I'm getting pretty close, actually. Um, and I got a 4.0 average, oh, which wow. is amazing. Yeah, Dude, that's yeah. Who would have ever thought? Great. Um, so I'm doing that, and uh, just I, I stay so busy, and uh, I I do try to read at least a page or two every day. Um, sometimes I don't have time. I got, I got stuff going on all the time. I'm, I'm training for a marathon as right now, actually as well. Oh, nice. Um, dude. So you, you, so you, it sounds like exercise then it would be a big part of, of your recovery and kind of keeping your mind right too. Yeah. Every day, yeah, uh, every single day I run. Um, and I, and I play softball here. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, we don't have any grass on our field though. <laughs> it's all dirt. <laughs> Fucking sand sliding into the sand. <laughs> That's hella funny. <laughs> hey, but whatever it takes, um, right? I mean, shit. I'm sure it's still a blast to get out and throw the ball around. And um, you no, know. it's awesome. Yeah, I actually just got cool. done. Uh, I just got done right before I called you. Oh, um, nice. But uh, I know we're twelve uh, twelve so hours different. So what? It's like eight thirty at night there right now. Yeah. Is that right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. On the exact opposite side of the world, man. That's I crazy. I did, like, dude, technology just is like so amazing to me that I could sit here. You're 12 hours ahead of time. We're talking through this little device. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know. That's just it trips me out. I'm getting all fucking weird. Go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking start. I start freaking myself out in my brain. It just runs. Um, anyway, so I, I cut you off kind of, but you were, we were talking about the exercise. You said you're training for a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm training for a marathon. I got one coming up in uh, just under two months. Um, uh, and it's, it's downtown, one of the cities here. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited, man. I, I, uh, was training about four and a half years ago and I broke my leg and yeah, it never was the same. It still isn't the same, but I just said, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And, uh, it hurts all the time, but you know, it's something I've always wanted to do. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just pushing through it, you know, and, and it's something, you know, once I finish it, nobody's ever going to be able to take that away from me. Yeah. That and, uh, awesome. just like the degree, you know, once I finish that, nobody's going to be able to take that away from me. Yeah. That, um, it's just these, I was going to say that sense of a, that sense of accomplishment, you know, that sense of like, I, I did this, I put the hard work into it. Um, you know, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy the, um, you know, the success of it. And like you said, nobody can take that away from me because I did it. You know, that's pretty fucking cool, yeah. dude. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I, I have, I have a lot of free time, so there's, <laughs> I've got all kinds of stuff going on. I'm, I'm a musician also. I brought a guitar here, so I play, uh, I play guitar quite a bit. I actually, um, played last night for a while. Uh, we have a stage here as well. Oh, nice. So I put on a, yeah, I got to put on a little show. Um, what kind of guitar? 
Uh, I've got, oh man, I got a lot of them, but my dad bought me a, uh, Ibanez to bring out here. Uh huh. And, uh, I don't even know what, uh, see what is model is, but, uh, acoustic or, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's acoustic. Yeah. I've got, I play, uh, I play a lot of country music and from Texas. Oh yeah. So, uh, it's a art, uh, Ibanez Artwood. It's oh, nice. nice. Got the, uh, nice abalone uh, inlays in it and oh wow he spent a little bit of money on it yeah but, sounds uh, like I, it. i've got a i've got a couple of tailors back at home that uh that i uh play pretty regularly but i didn't want to bring them out here too expensive for that um yeah. what, what actually uh, uh, i actually started playing uh go ahead oh no i was um i was gonna say what what are some like do you play covers or you write your own or do you do both uh i play covers whenever i go out in public uh-huh. um, but i do write my own music i just uh i haven't worked up the courage to to put put that out there and for everyone to hear yet you know yeah yeah it's, it's kind of a yeah but uh I, I played i started playing guitar when i broke my leg actually um four and a half years ago when i was training for that marathon uh-huh. uh and uh i had nothing else to do for about a month and a half two months so I just picked it up and, and went with it, and it, it somehow worked out. I don't know. I uh, I had a I I had a steady gig like three months later. Really, after three three months yeah. from picking it up. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. Cool. You're playing some David Allen Coe, some Merle Haggard. <laughs> yes, love that old school <laughs> shit. I was playing my son last night some Charlie Daniels, Simple Man. I don't know if you're familiar with that song, but. He, yeah, uh, he, yep, he, he loves it, dude. He's like a little cockroach on his back, just kicking and dancing and shit. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. It's funny. You said that about, about learning the guitar. I actually taught myself how to play the guitar while taking a shit, dude. And I love this analogy because my, I, I swear to God, dude, it was, so here, here's my thought on this. You have to take a shit every day, right? So let's say you, let's say you go for 10 minutes. I brought that guitar <laughs> in while I took a dump every day. And I played for 10 minutes, and over the course of about six months to a year, I actually could play some some songs. So anyone out there who wants to uh, learn how to play the guitar, just pick up a book and take a dump, and then you can sit and strum while you're, uh, <laughs> while you're going. <laughs> um, all right, we're way off topic here. I'm talking about shits and guitar playing, but um, what what would you what would you tell somebody out there who's struggling with alcoholism, with addiction, um, I mean, what, what would be something that, that you could, uh, that you could help them by giving them a little piece of, of Wes? You know, everything, everything, uh, to an end, you know, you know, this too shall pass, uh, like mm-hmm. they say. And, and that goes for, you know, one, one thing I had to learn was, uh, that, that applies to everything, you know, the good and the bad, but, uh, this too shall pass. And I, I tell myself that on a pretty regular basis, you know, even, even whenever I'm excited and, and, uh, you know, whenever things are pretty rough, you know, this too shall pass. I, that's, that's pretty much what gets me through uh, the rough times. And, and even, you know, reminds me that the good times are, are not forever. Dude, I think that's great advice because it's, um, it's so true that we get so wrapped up in, in the moment of when things could be bad or, or when you're struggling with something, you know, just just to have that in the back of your mind, like, damn, this is really rough right now, but I'm going to pull through it. I'm going to get through this. And like you said, you know, it will pass and on to a new day. 
Um, I mean, that's that's something that's that's crucial right there to be able to know that that the world's not going to come to an end in this day. You know, dude, it's I, I don't know, man. I'm just blown away by the fact that that you reached out, man. And, and now, you know, we, we shot some emails back and forth and, um, you know, we've had a great conversation today. Um, it's just, it's really cool, man. And I also do thank you for serving our country, man, and, and being over there. I know you're away from family and, uh, and friends right now, and I know that you're making the best of it, but, uh, honestly, man, like from, from the bottom of my heart, dude, I'm, I'm very appreciative, uh, for what you do. Um, even though you're wrong, probably 60, what is it? 60 or 70% of the time at your, at, that's at about, telling, about yeah, 50% chance. About 50%. Of, okay. Hey, can we, <laughs> uh, can, can we get a weather report real quick or what? Do you do live weather <laughs> reports or do you just, is it all data? Oh, we, uh, <laughs> no, we, no, I, I do a lot of pilot briefing and, and that kind of stuff. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah, oh, it's, it. it's a little bit more, uh, yeah. it's a little bit more sophisticated than, Hey, Hey guys, it's going to yeah. be sunny over here. <laughs> I would imagine you may want to bring your sunglasses. <laughs> so you're actually briefing, like you're actually briefing pilots on like what their what their flight uh, plan is going to be. Like, well, that's pretty fucking cool. That's pretty. Yeah, that's got to be intense yeah. some days. Oh, it definitely is. And uh, and when when you're wrong, they let you know it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, th- thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, go ahead and check out www.thatsoberguide.com. Um, and uh, you can email me with any questions or comments about the show at sobriety at thatsoberguide.com. I want to thank Wes again for coming on the show today. He did a, um, he did a fantastic job uh, providing us some, some knowledge. And uh, Wes, th- thanks a lot, man, for coming on. No, thanks, Shane. Thanks for what you do, man. You, do, you really saved my ass over here, too. Uh, I needed that. I, I love the podcast. Keep it up. This has been another episode of That Sober Guy Podcast on Recovery Radio with Shane Raymer. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com or you can email Shane at sobriety at thatsoberguy.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy a sober, healthy, happy life.